It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Another good one for you today as we look forward to Game 2 against the Houston Rockets and officiating. Lots of it. Coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. If you are looking for Locked On Warriors or any of the other shows from the Locked On Podcast Network, you can now get them all on the new podcasting app Himalaya. Himalaya gives you personally curated playlists for you and is adding top-of-the-line new features every single day. Go check out the new podcasting app Himalaya. You can also get us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Go ahead and click that subscribe button. Maybe rate and review if you feel like it as well. Uh, Locked On Network not only has NBA, they got MLB, NFL, college. They got everything you want, so be sure to check out everything the Locked On Podcast Network has to offer. The Dubs taking on the Houston Rockets in game two of round two of the Western Conference playoffs tonight. And it is honestly, the the Rockets have ruined this series for me. I'm more excited about Blazers Nuggets than I am about Rockets Warriors because Rockets Warriors is now about the officiating. It's not about... Who's on the floor? Who's playing? It's not about the fact that the Rockets miss 33 threes and play a style of basketball that doesn't really lend itself to winning in the playoffs. The fact that they can't adjust to how a game's being called or how they're being defended. The fact that they have had been the beneficiary of officiating more than anyone over the last five years since they ever got James Harden. Yet they're going to complain about officiating. They're going to say they're the ones treated unfairly. They even went and did a deep dive auditing all their games against the Warriors. It's pathetic. And I was pretty confident about my Warriors in five pick before the series. And now after this, I, I, I'm, I couldn't be any more confident in it. The Warriors own, uh, like, what is the equivalent of all the headspace. I know the term is they own headspace of someone. How, they own all of it. They are straight up in there going Rick James on Eddie Murphy's couch. Your couch. <laughs> Buy another one, you rich mother. Your couch. The Warriors absolutely own the headspace of Daryl Morey and the Houston Rockets. Uh, I hate the fact that officiating has become such a topic around this game, this series, and I think it's going to continue, and it's going to make the series pretty unenjoyable. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how the game is officiated. We'll see how the game goes. I mean, these are things to look for moving forward in game two. 
And the real question is, who changes? Do the Warriors adapt to how they think the officials might react? Do the officials actually react to what uh, D'Antoni and everyone on the Rockets is saying? Uh, it'll That's one of the things to watch for this game, obviously. Uh, some of the other ones, Steph, how does he play? Obviously, not his greatest game in game one. Uh, can he stay out of foul trouble? That's the biggest thing. And especially with the officials probably having a little tighter whistle this game, he's got to be careful. He's got to be real careful. Clay also didn't have the best game. And you guys can say it's about the ankles. That's fine. I'm not going to make excuses for him. Bottom line is they're playing, so they need to play better. Uh, I believe Steve Kerr will continue to start Andre Iguodala as he should. Uh, does Dan Tony make any changes to his starting lineup? The big problem with that is the Rockets don't have an Andre Iguodala that they can bring in. I mean, are you going to start Shumpert or Austin Rivers? I mean, you can definitely move P.J. Tucker to the five, but the question is who then takes uh, the, the, other, the fifth starting spot? So he might, but I wouldn't feel super comfortable starting any of those guys either. So I don't know if he has a card to play. I mean, knowing him, he'll probably start in an A. Because for some reason, then he was in the game during crunch time. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, I hate that officiating is such a topic, but it is. They made it a topic. I would so much rather talk about the fact that apparently Mike D'Antoni and this system doesn't really seem fit for winning in the playoffs. And another Mike D'Antoni blunder. And the fact that Steph can't stay out of foul trouble. I'd much rather talk about all the stuff about the game. But again, here we are talking about officiating. And Steph and Steve Kerr actually talked about it today as well. Here are some of the things they had to say. I'm going to start with Steve Kerr. Uh, I, you guys are going to ask about all that? I thought we were going to just talk about the game. <laughs> what do you think about the noise coming out of Houston's camp? Uh, it's, it's disappointing because uh, the, the focus should be on two teams who played extremely hard. I mean, watching the tape, you know, both teams just got after it and competed. Um, but, you know, we just watched the tape upstairs. You don't think there were 10 calls that we thought we got fouled? I mean, this is how it goes. And every coach in the league will tell you the same thing. You watch the tape and you go, man, that's a foul, that's a foul. Um, it's the nature of the game. It's, it's very, very difficult uh, to officiate an NBA game. There's all kinds of gray area. Um, and, you know, in the modern game, um, you know, a lot of players have, have uh, gotten really good at deception, uh, creating contact. And, um, you know, I, I don't remember people uh, falling down on three-point shots, you know, all the time when I played. It was, uh, it was a different rule, you know. Um, it, once you release the ball, you were allowed to make contact. There was no, there was no uh, foul. But uh, the, the game has gotten... There's so much deception as part of it, uh, as part of the game, that uh, it's very, very difficult to officiate. Um, but every coach in the league will tell you, you watch the tape afterwards and you think, man, we got screwed. The, the reality is you get some, you lose some. The refs do the best job they can, and uh, then you move on to the next game. And uh, so I'm disappointed that this has become the whole narrative when it's really, it really should be about two great teams competing against each other there's steve on the entire situation which does suck i, I hate that this is the the topic uh well, I, my thing i agree with steve completely officiating is incredibly hard it's never going to be an exact science it's like a strike zone to me uh in in baseball 
do you see how the ump's calling it? If he's calling it tight, you might take more pitches. If he's got a bigger strike zone, you better get up there and swing. Like, you're going to have to adjust game to game. And so even if there were missed calls, like, that's, that's how it goes. And there's plenty of missed calls on both sides. And the idea that a call, a foul call or missed foul call uh, midway through the second quarter is less important than one, you know, at the end of the fourth is ridiculous to me. One thing that Steve did uh, in the press conference that doesn't really come through audio is walking up to uh, the scrum press conference, whatever. He bumped uh, reporter Ann Killian and, and flopped uh, super hard. So oh, exaggerated contact. So that was pretty funny. Steve always making light of situations. And, yeah, I'm on a first-name basis. Steve, call him Steve, no big deal. Uh, Steph, call him Steph, too, is uh, also asked about the entire situation. He shared a similar sentiment. Here's what Steph had to say. Um, I mean, I don't know what to say about it. It's kind of it's not surprising in terms of how the game unfolded and what you want the narrative to be. For us, if we really wanted to exhaust our energy on that, we could clip together 10 to 15 plays where it didn't go our way. Um, Me taking three, somebody coming underneath me, two hands on drives, like all that type of stuff. But we understand in the playoffs, the way the game is called, um, it's a little bit more physical. And whether you're trying to, you know, get fouls on, on, on every possession or not, like, it's going to be 50-50 calls and just how it is. But it sucks that that is the narrative coming out of it because we literally could exhaust our energy on that as well. So um, what are you going to do about it? Hopefully game two, it's about the game and how we play and making shots and the energy and the intensity that we need to play with and knowing what's at stake and that, we, uh, that that becomes a conversation for sure. So there's Steph on the situation of officiating and what's the narrative now, and he shares a similar sentiment to Steve Kerr on just, I wish it was about the basketball. Wish the Rockets didn't, you know, have a burn book about how many fouls they've missed or something. Uh, And the fact that, look, it goes both ways, man. That They have missed calls on their side too. Like, let's, let's play basketball and worry about that. But anyways... Uh, Steph Curry is also or Steph Curry. Steph Curry is also asked about whether there's too much complaining uh, from the players, just in general, as far as uh, playoffs are concerned and just basketball is concerned. Uh, here's what Steph had to say. It's a uh, scale of one to ten. It's probably a good eight, <laughs> nine, something like that. But again, like that's it because it, it matters. Like if nobody was out there complaining, then. I'm sure fans would just be like, yo, what's going on? Like, do these guys even care about what's, what's happening or whatever? There's a fine line between, like, competitive fire and feeling like, you know, everything should go your way and you have a reaction to a call, and, but then you'll be able to move on to the next possession. Um, to me, it's honestly exhausting, like, talking to the rest every possession. So I try to stay in my lane and understand that I do foul sometimes and sometimes I, there are bad calls. It's just part of the game. Uh, keep it moving. There's Steph on the, I don't know, complaining, uh, how much complaining there is, whether it's too much, etc. I do like what he said, though. If no one's complaining, it, you know, this is the playoffs, man. High stakes. There's reasons why people care so much. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the entire thing was Marcus Thompson of The Athletic asked Steph if he gets a fair chance. 
because uh, if you don't know, James Harden last night came out and said, or two nights ago came out and said, I just want a fair chance. Just call the game the right way and just give me a fair chance. Because James Harden, as we all know, can't get a fair shake from NBA officials. Uh, Marcus Thompson asked Steph if he gets a fair chance, and Steph's response was? Next question. In my opinion, a perfect response from Steph taking a dig at James Harden because the fair chance thing is absolutely ridiculous and taking a dig at Russell Westbrook for being a jerk to the media. Shout out, Steph. Good work. As far as tonight's game goes, more of the same, man. I I, I hope that the officiating conversation hasn't gotten to the officials, but we'll just have to wait and see. Going to take a quick break, come back. I'm going to play a segment from something I did a little earlier for you, uh, covering more of just the, the ridiculous situation in this series. That will be coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Trend Micro. At CDW, we get that patch-together security can leave gaps in protection. I patch things together all the time, like this broken desk chair. Some duct tape, good as new. Orchestrated by CDW, Trend Micro Cloud One provides unified protection and better visibility across cloud services. It's all-in-one cloud security that can hold its own. Okay, want to buy some gently used office furniture? No, thanks. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash trendmicro. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Just went over tonight's game a little bit, but not too much because, like I said, the, the story is the officiating. Sadly so, but it is. Yesterday, I filled in on the midday show uh, up here uh, on the lowdown with my man, Damian Barling. You can also catch me uh, noon to four today. And same thing tomorrow as well on 1140, uh, KHTK 1140. We do sports. Check it out. But we talked about this, the entire situation. One of the reports came out during our show, and uh, we covered it pretty well and had some good laughs about it because of how ridiculous it is. I'm going to play that segment for you uh, right now, and then going to come back and uh, put some finishing touches on this thing. So here is a segment from uh, Damian Barling and myself. Curry working on the day. Crossover dribble. Fades into a three. Got it! Curry! That settles it. How about that? I'm being Steph Curry with the shot. Being cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry You're watching with the on the live what? stream on YouTube or on KHDK.com. I absolutely get a kick out of Kevin Durant in that play. Same. Just waving everybody like, oh, uh-oh. We, they, they've got a problem here. You guys might just everybody clear out of the way because there's no way Steph is not scoring on Nene. Wait, is Nene still on the floor? I believe so. <laughs> like, I believe so. No, I'm with you, man. That's the best part. He's waving him off. Steph wasn't having a good game. Obviously, KD was. He said, nah, he's, he's got this. Everybody move. Yeah, get out of his way. Isn't that the equivalent of when you're playing baseball as a kid and then everyone goes, all right, move up, everybody. He can't hit anything. Yes. Move up. <laughs> That's it. That is 100% it. That's a great call right there. 
Yes, that's exactly what it is. And it, boy, it, that's not his fault. That's that's Dan Tony's. That's Tony's fault. fault. I don't know how did that happen. Like we just had that short clip right there. How did Danae wind up on Steph Curry in that moment in the fourth quarter? I mean, Van Gundy said it on on the broadcast. He said, "If Nene's still out there, you're putting him in the pick and roll immediately. Whether mm-hmm. it's Steph or KD, you're going at Nene." Mm-hmm. Uh, he put him in there for rebounding. I don't know if he thought the Warriors would take a timeout, but yeah. you got to do something, man. Nene cannot be out there for that situation. Dude, Mike, play of the day, by the way. Uh, that was the uh, our buddy Tim Roy, the Golden State Warriors Radio Network play of the day, brought to you by your local Geico agent, Vince Harris. Give him a call now at 916-923-5050. That's 916-923-5050. Mike D'Antoni has a, uh, a reputation, man. He can't shake it. Like mm-hmm. He just doesn't do well when the playoffs get here. Yeah. And I'm not in the camp that Chris Paul stays healthy. The Rockets win game seven. Yeah. I love Chris Paul. One of my favorite players on the planet. I'm not of that mindset mm-hmm. um, simply because I haven't seen the Warriors lose in that situation. Yeah. Not to the Rockets. I saw them losing to Cleveland. Yeah. I didn't see them losing to the Rockets in Definitely. that situation. Well, here's the thing. I be- I have a different take on this series than most do. I think the Warriors – my prediction is Warriors in five, honestly. Okay. But – I do think the Rockets are good enough to take advantage of the Warriors when they play poorly. That's what happened in 2016. There were some factors that the Cavs were able to take advantage of. Last night reminded me of last year, game one of the NBA Finals, or whatever, yesterday afternoon, whatever Mm -hmm. the game was, where neither team really played that great, except, well, you could say in game one, LeBron played incredible because he did, but whichever team came away, wasn't going to be feeling great. Neither team played well. The Warriors had 20 turnovers last night, mm-hmm. which, by the way, if they're complaining about officiating, I'd say don't turn the ball over. Steph, don't take bad shots. Like, the officiating has nothing to do with it. Last night reminded me of the 2018 game one of the finals because the Warriors kind of stole one. They were able to get out of there without playing their best. The Rockets didn't play their best. They weren't able to take it. I mean, that's just that's just how it goes. Sorry, man. You, you're, you're talking. I heard every word you said. I just got distracted by this headline. I had seen Sam tweet something up earlier about uh, the athletic looking at uh, there was apparently a big audit of game seven mm-hmm. last year. Well, ESPN, uh, Zach Lowe and Rachel Nichols just published uh, an article that said, and I'm just going to read the first paragraph to you. The Houston Rockets believe officiating in last season's Western Conference final cost them a an NBA points. championship. <laughs> uh, like, hold on. <laughs> And in a report since sent to the league, tabulated the net result of 81 potential missed calls and non-calls mm-hmm. in Game 7 of that series between Houston and Golden State. The accompanying memo says, referees likely change the eventual NBA champion. One, that's a massive FU to Cleveland Cavaliers mm-hmm. and LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Two... Wow. Yeah. Let it go, yeah. dude. Yeah. No, it's on The Athletic. I suggest everyone go check it out. Sam does an amazing job with this. But this is a terrible, terrible look for the Rockets, in my opinion, man. Like, they're tabulating missed calls as if, okay, so we're also looking at it as they got everything right against the Warriors. Everything that, that you know was called against the Warriors was perfect. They only missed ours and cost us a million points. They got to let it go. They got to move on. It's it is. These are bad looks on their part, man. Uh, this NBA spokesperson said, "I feel like we've heard the name Mike Bass too many times in the last few weeks." Uh, as we told the Rockets, we do not agree with their methodology. <laughs> 
That's such a great How, response. I know, I know uh, Daryl Morey said this. <sighs> Dude, but how in their head yeah. are they? Like, how mm-hmm. in the head of the Houston Rockets are the Golden State Warriors? You called for a full audit of a bet. What, like, what were you bracing for the rematch? Yeah. Like, hey, we know we're going to play them again next year. It's almost like, who was it Jack? I feel like Jack Del Rio mm-hmm. in his last year with the Oakland Raiders used the line very early in the season after the Raiders had accumulated penalty after penalty after penalty. I feel like Jack Del Rio used the line, they're going to have to learn how to officiate us. <laughs> Spoiler alert. They, they didn't. They did not. Uh, and second, is that what this was? Was this a note to the NBA officials like, hey, you've got to learn how to officiate us? Because did they audit any other game to say, hey, you missed 81 calls here in our game, but you only missed 31 in the, you know, the Cavs Pacers game or whatever? Nope. They just went after uh, Rockets Warriors. And that's the other thing, too. Uh, the, The Jack Del Rio point in this with the Rockets is to me, officiating is like a strike zone in baseball. Oh, well, Ump's got a tight strike zone tonight, so I might take more pitches. He's got a big strike zone. I should be hacking. Like, you have to adapt to officiating in every single game. Yeah. It's not going to be the exact – it's not an exact science. (laughs) And the Rockets look bad. You want to talk about, yeah, how how in their heads are they? They – it's not renting space, man. Oh, man. They've got their feet up. Uh, it's, your o- couch. it's like oceanfront property Straight up. at this point. Yeah, it's Rick James going to Eddie Murphy's house, all on the couch, all on the couch. Straight. Up. I wish we could use that yeah. line. That is such a that is such a great line. But we F, can't f your couch exactly. We'll, we'll we'll leave it at that. And 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 to be hey, James Hard man, he just he just he just wants a fair chance. Man. I just want a fair chance, man. Yes. Call the game how it's supposed to be called, and and, and that's it. it. And I'll live with the results. But especially, we all know what happened, you know, a few years back with Kawhi. Like that can change an entire series. Just call the game how it's supposed to be called, and and we'll live with the results. And, and it's it's plain and simple. Okay, that's yeah. what he wants. I he just wants James, a fair man. chance. Feel so, for James. So we, because <laughs> James Harden was not. Uh, the beneficiary of you just of can't get a fair calls. shake, dude. Never got, never had, yeah, never benefited from a, a single foul call. That's so lame. And I think bringing up the Kawhi stuff is pretty whack too. Well, no, I don't. There think, was don't, there was one. I, I will say there was one play that was dangerous. But but he's using the. I think that was his way. Or I don't think. Like I'm I'm pretty confident. We all believe that was his way of using yeah. the uh, landing area yeah. line without using the. But you want to. You don't want to call it the landing area. There's nothing personal to that. No. But if, remember what happened to poor Kawhi? Yeah, Kawhi? Remember when the San Antonio Spurs were up 20 points and on Zaza the Golden State Warriors? Ankle? Went full, full Tanya Galuli? Harding yeah. right there on his. Jeff on Galuli. His, <laughs> is that a real person or did you he's, just make that name he's up? He's real, right? He's part of it, Chris. Jeff Galuli. Was he the, uh, the uh, bodyguard? Yeah, I think so. Or, no, no, he was the hitman. He was the bodyguard that they used to do the dirt. Wait, Tanya okay. Harding had a hitman too. Yeah. Oh. Right, well, it's like, it's like technically, like if someone paid me to play basketball right now, I could say I'm a pro basketball player. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like it was just a guy that they paid to do something. What's great is I Tanya, but it was a guy. <laughs> to wait just a show how stupid all of them were. <laughs> 
Wait a minute. Was it? It was a guy they paid to kill her, or a no, guy they paid to hit her with a bat? Out. Yeah, to, to, I see. and I think it was Galuli. I think that's more of a goon than a yeah. hitman. Yes, well said. I feel like a hitman involves death. That's a good point. I like because being. then they really fail. Yeah, then, if, then, if, if, then if, he's not a good hitman they, they, at all. They, Galuli was the ex-husband to Tanya Harding. Okay, okay. Well, I'm just going to say this now. We've spent way too much time on this, but hey. Great name, but we are thorough. Yes, we are. Yeah, we yeah, are yeah, thorough. Yeah. For sure, I've, I've got I, this. Is so stupid. No, we just crushed it. I've got no. I've got the. <laughs> e, you know, the Tanya Harding discussion, the Jeff Galuli discussion, <laughs> was actually better than looking at this ESPN article oh and the God. Athletic article because it, not the way that they're written. These are all brilliant reporters. Fantastic but what I'm stuff. looking at is look at what we're talking about here, right here. Mark Cuban tweeted yesterday. Two-minute report. It's going to be very interesting tomorrow. We'll tell you so much about the management of the NBA officiating group. Daryl Morey, in his head, mm-hmm. been working on things since 2006. Now, for those who aren't familiar, the Rockets have had their own uh, Game 6 situation mm-hmm. in the NBA uh, before, which is why I've never believed Tim Donahue, by the way. Yeah. It's why I've always thought Tim Donahue was full of crap. Oh, yes. Because he picked the two most notable Shams mm-hmm. in the history of the NBA to say, "Oh yeah, that was me, baby." Now I know there's a there are you know the Houston Rockets fan base, the the Sacramento Kings fan base. Mm-hmm. They're looking for answers. They're out for blood, and if they want to put that on Tim Donahue, that's fine. That was just a whether you think it was uh, uh, cheated or whatever. I don't poorly officiated. For sure. Yeah. But when you're out there going, oh, yeah, I've cheated the, the league a ton of times. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember 2006 with the, with the, the most Yao famous Mingan? one? Remember that? Remember? Oh, remember game six? Remember the Kings? It's your boy. Huh? Your boy. That was, was me. Good old TD. But he can't tell you game 31 no. in the middle of the regular no. season that he won a couple of thousand dollars off. But he can tell you those two games because he knows everybody's going to mm-hmm. know him. But Daryl Morey uh, referenced that last night. He Think about that for a second. The Rockets looked at what happened to them in Game 7 last year as the equivalent of what was the second biggest officiating Mm -hmm. sham in the history of Mm -hmm. the NBA. The refs made him miss 27 straight threes. I remember that. These They were D'ing him up something vicious. (laughs) It's the worst. It's the absolute worst. Cuban needs to chill because I don't... Well, I don't think Cuban did anything wrong right there. Well, when do the Mavs play, though? I don't so think the schedule's yeah, out Yeah, so he yet. doesn't need to worry about that. Well, I mean, he's still an NBA owner. Yeah, I know, he's, but he's still, tweeting. just the, these, the, the Texas owners, well, I guess San Antonio's pretty Have mellow, we, but Maury and Cuban are a little too much for me, man. And Maury's a lot to deal with. A lot. And he's great at his job. But Kendrick Perkins had the perfect tweet last night. He said, everyone's so worried about getting foul calls, they forgot to try and win the game. I was checking to see if, Magic Johnson tweeted <laughs> about officiating last night. He did not. He did say, I can't wait to see superstars Kyrie Irving and Giannis Antetokounmpo try to lead their teams to victory tomorrow. Can I do a, a Magic uh, tweet? You can do a Magic tweet. The officiating in game one, the refs got some right and some wrong. Excited for game two. Thanks, Magic. Yep. That's solid stuff right there. It's time to get your tickets for <laughs> Brickfest Live. Is that this a weekend. Russell Westbrook festival? You can show yourself out. Yeah. The door's right there. There it is. Had to make sure I got a shot at Magic Johnson and Russell Westbrook on the way out. Going to take one last break. Come back. I want to talk about uh, the scores from last night's games. Talk about who's moving on, who's got the upper hand in the series. 
And uh, one last thing on this whole officiating fiasco. That's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? I think my favorite thing about this whole situation, the whole ridiculousness of the Rockets and their auditing playoff games and just all the the bullshit that's come out of it is the resounding response from just about every analyst, everyone nationally is, get the fuck out of here. Like, this is pathetic. Even with all the Warriors hate out there, which I understand, look, greatness, you know, breeds haters. I hate the Patriots. You know, it happens. But even with all the Warriors hate out there, this is too much. This nerdy friggin' Daryl Morey auditing playoff games is way too much. I love that. We'll see how the refs respond. And I don't know if they'll respond positively or how the Rockets went. Like, the Rockets just called out the entire referee, the entire league, basically. They called out every single ref. So I don't know if they're going to respond the way they want. We'll have to wait and see. Moving on to last night's action real quick. The 76ers were able to tie up their series with the Raptors, getting the 94-89 win. Uh, Jimmy Butler had 30 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. Kawhi went for 35-7-6. Uh, even with the win, I still don't trust the Sixers. Still kind of lean in Raptors. It's still 1-1 uh, before they head back to Philly. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, they were able to win during a, in a game where Joel Embiid did not play particularly well. He had 12 points on 2 of 7 shooting and was sick, apparently. He said he had the after the game and said if you've ever had the you know how it feels. So... <laughs> We'll see how it goes moving forward, but I still don't completely trust them. And then tonight in game one of the Blazers-Nuggets series, it was a fun game. Uh, High octane, a lot of scoring, but the Nuggets were able to bring that one home, 121 to 113. Jokic was great, and uh, not a ton of defense played in this one. Uh, We got to see Jokic take advantage of Ennis Cantor, which the... uh, What's it called? The Thunder were not able to do. Jokic had 37, uh, 9, and 6. And three steals and two blocks. Jokic was everywhere, man. So that's another interesting one. I just don't know how they're going to have an answer for Jokic. We'll see. Have to keep watching. Watch the dubs tonight and uh, come back for another episode tomorrow of Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spot. Peace.
You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Bay Area sports fans, this is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked On Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. <laughs> 